Young people have always been at the center of the gospel and close to the heart of God. In these youth-targeted messages, Bishop Edwin Ogo of the Lighthouse Chapel International delivers the principles of the Word of God in a down-to-earth style that young people relate to and enjoy. Bishop Edwin Ogo is an international minister, evangelist, and pastor of the Adventa branch of the Lighthouse Chapel International. Join us now as Bishop Ogo shares the Word of God.
Are you happy to be in church today? I bring you greetings from US of A, where we had a very powerful camp with our father, Bishop Dagwood Mills. And then I went to a place where we are all going to visit one of these days. Israel Give the Lord a shout One of these days You'll be walking on the streets of Jerusalem The old city and the new city And you take pictures And some of you will go to the city of Tiberias for your honeymoon. Receive it now. What a blessing. Father, we thank you for the blessing and the privilege to be here in this service. Bless us as we hear your word in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated, and I want you to turn your Bibles to. I'm continuing with my series I've been teaching for the past few weeks to live as Christ. Amen. And uh, we, are, we are believing God that we are going to live our lives as Christians. Now, clap your hands for the dancing stars. They were very, very powerful today. We are believing God that we will say with Paul from Philippians 1 and verse 21 that to live is Christ. That is, all your life will be about Christ. That you will not live for the devil. You will live for Christ. When we see you, we will see a Christian. We will see a believer. We will see someone who goes to church. That anybody who sees you, you know, one of the things I learned when I went to Israel, and of course, I've seen it also in London. You go to London soon. And America, South Africa, and all that. One of the things I've seen, which is very clear, is that you know, when you see Muslims, you will see that this person is a Muslim. Yes. There are three main religions in the world. One of them is, is Islam. When you see a Muslim, you see that this man coming is a Muslim. Something about him. You know, they, they, have, they have ensured that they are, even if he's wearing jeans and t-shirts, you will see something, something, something about the person that he's a Muslim. Then the other religion is the Jewish religion. When you see a Jew, you will know that this is a Jew. They have an appearance. Black coat, white shirt. They have a beard and their, their hair is tied uh, you know, in rolls, curls. Men, oh, this side, there's some curls here. Here, and they have a cap and they, 
They are always seriously praying. So that's a Jew. The only religion that when you see, you, you can't tell that this person is he a Christian, is he a, is he a Buddhist? What was he? Is the, the the Christians of today? But in your case, something about you. When you open your mouth and you speak, we will know that this is a Christian. As when you open your mouth and you speak, say this is a Christian, this is a believer. When we look at your phone, we will be able to tell that this person is a Christian. Yes. So that is what Paul meant when he said, for me, to live is Christ. That is, my life is about Christ. My life is about Christ. Now, I don't want you to make a mistake of thinking that such a statement comes only from the lips of a 40-year-old man or a 30-year-old man or a 60-year-old man as young as you are you can speak such words that my life is the life of a Christian to live is Christ to live is Christ to live is Christ to live is Christ and I've told you that to, 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 to be able to live the life of Christ there are seven pillars what are the seven pillars? Pillar number one is what? The what? The words of Christ is the first pillar. If you want to live Christ, there should be seven pillars in your house. The first pillar is what? The words of Christ. Number two is what? The acts of Christ. Have I taken you through some of the acts? How many acts have I given you? About three acts. Because today I'm moving on. What's the next one? The what? The love of Christ. Wow. 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 What's the fourth pillar? The mind of Christ. What's the fifth pillar? The spirit of Christ. Oh, what a beautiful series we are having. What's the fifth one? The sufferings of Christ. Wow. And the next one is what? The glory of Christ. Is that all? The glory of Christ. Oh, clap your hands for Jesus. So today, I want to talk about the love of Christ. The love of Christ. If you want to live like Christ, you must love like Christ. Amen. Now, when we say love, we don't mean having a beloved. Christ didn't have a beloved and Christ did not have a wedding. Amen. But when we say the love of Christ, we are talking about loving the things and the people Christ loved. Now, if you are going to be a successful Christian in this life, you must decide that, Charlie, I cannot love the things Christ did not love. I must love. There are so-called Christians who do not love the things Christ loved. So today, for a few minutes, I'm talking about the things Christ loved. Now, the first one, the first thing Christ loved can be found in the book of Luke, chapter number 2, verse 48. 
And when they saw him, they were amazed. When people see you, they must be amazed. Now, this boy we are talking about is a 12-year-old boy. Was he 12? 12. And he got lost. His parents could not find him. But later, they found him. And the Bible says that when they found him, he was in the temple. I'm talking about the love of Christ. The first thing you must love in order to live like Christ is what I'm about to show you. And his mother said unto him, Son, why hast thou thus dealt with us? Behold, thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing. Next verse. And he said unto them, How is it that ye sought me? Why were you looking for me? Wist ye not that I must be about my father's business? If you want to live Christ and live like Christ, the first thing you must love is the father's business. Number one. I'm going to give you three things today. The father's business. And this is the voice of a 12-year-old boy. Say the father's business. Listen, there are many types of businesses around. Academic business, your school, your education, social business, your friends, playing with your friends, family business, your family, your brothers, your sisters, your whatever. And there is something also called the father's business. Now, what excites me about this is that the person saying this is not a 40-year-old man. The person saying this is a 12-year-old boy. A young boy, a little boy. You cannot start living as a Christian and not love the business of the father what is the father's business the father's business is church business he said and I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not overcome it so the father's business is the church business and the things that have to do with the work of God now as young as you are you must learn that you cannot wait till you grow old before you begin to love the father's business. At your age, as you are now, you can, there is something in the church, in the church, you must love the business of singing in the house of God, the business of ushering in the house of God, the business of doing outreaches in the house of God. Look, if you cannot do this at an early age, and I'm saying it again, it is a 12-year-old boy who was talking about his father's business. Some of you, 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 what you don't know is that the church work is what will deliver you one day from becoming a homosexual. The church work is what will deliver you one day from going on drugs. Drugs. 
from fornication. The church work. I mean, when I say the church work, I mean, as you sit here, you go to school. By the way, do you go to school? What school do you go to? Sorry. Like, basic school. Where is it? Oh, Atomic. Beautiful. Do you go to school every day? Are you going to school tomorrow? Are you above 12 years or you are below 12? Yes, I can see you are above 12. Are you above 12? Are you, do you go to school or you, you work? You are not going to go to school. Beautiful. But my question to you is that are you involved in the father's business? Yes, stand up and tell us. What about the, what? Tell us what you are doing about the father's business. Stand up. What is it you are doing? That you can say, hey, you see the dancers? Come, come and let me show you the dancers. Where are you from? No, which church are you from? Oh, I see. And who invited you to church? Selena. Oh, clap your hands for Selena. Beautiful. He's, he's from Assemblies of God. You see these dancers? They, they are dancing for the Lord. They are doing something for the Lord. You too. Is there something you are doing for the Lord? What are you doing for the Lord? No. You are preaching the word. So, when's the last time you preached the word to the others? So, if I give you a microphone, can you preach? Can you preach? Okay. Go and sit down. I don't want you to collapse in the service. <laughs> Listen. Everybody must get involved. Ask your neighbor, what are you doing for the Lord? You must, listen, you must not reduce your work or your work with God to just attending church. Warming the pews. There must be something you are doing. You must do something. What do you do in church? I sing. You sing and dance. You dance. Hey, I see when do you start dancing? When do you start? Oh, you're now going to start dancing. At White Church, you dance. Okay, sorry. What do you do? Sing. You sing. Beautiful. What do you do? I sing and dance. Eh? And? Dance. You dance. Hey, everybody's a singer. What do you do? You sing. No, I'm an Asha. An Asha. Clap your hands for the Asha. What do you do? I've not gotten anything to do yet. He's not gotten anything to do. I like this guy. Very genuine. What's your name? Joshua. I like you. I want to be your friend. Beautiful. What do you do in church? You take pictures. Beautiful. That is work. Father's business. Say father's business. What do you do? I dance. You dance. And what else do you do? And sing. You look like a very bad dancer or you dance well. Or you do freestyle. Are you a good dancer? I, I want to see your show very soon. Yes. What do you do in church? I, I sing. You sing. What song can you sing? 
You sing purify my heart. And what else? Light of the world. And when the music fades. Wow. Clap your hands for when the music fades. Now, now listen carefully. Don't start your walk with God as young boys and girls without doing something in the church. Don't. You will not live Christ. Look, the things we do in the church are the things that keep us in the church. Somebody takes pictures. He's doing something. Somebody uh, is an usher. He's doing something. Somebody is a singer. She's doing something. Yes. Believe God to find something to do in the church. Because it is the father's business that actually draws you close to the father. You see, Jesus Christ said, I came. Some of you must understand that. Christ is a working Christ. He is not someone who is sitting there. Even right now, the Bible says he is interceding. He maketh intercessions. He's speaking. He is talking to God about us. He's not a lazy Christ. Yeah. You cannot follow Christ and just be somebody who just goes to church. You will not be a successful Christian just going to church. Dressing up on Sunday. Very soon, there will be no motivation. Very soon, you, you, you won't feel, you won't have any desire to go to church. This young man playing the keyboard, perhaps would not have been in this service. Had it not been for the keyboard he's playing. But because of the keyboard he's playing, he is forced to be in church. And as he's in church, he is forced to hear the message being preached. And as he's hearing the message, his life is being changed to the life of a Christian. So most of the time, listen very carefully. When we, you see, we talk, I mean, think about it. A 12-year-old boy. I mean, when you're talking ministry, preaching to thousands, Winning souls. What business does a 12-year-old boy have? When God says you should be interested in his business, it is not that you are so special that you are the one going to make his business great. It is just an opportunity for you to get closer to God. I'm sure you know that without your dancing, there will be dancers in the church. And I'm sure you know that even if there are no dancers in the church, we can still preach without dancers. Hello? We can preach without singers. We don't need singers to have church. I'm telling you. When Jesus was going to heal the madman of Gadara, was there anyone who sang, I am the Lord that he led thee. I am the Lord. No. When the power is there, Charlie, you just speak. Be healed and they are healed. So all the things we are doing, including the preaching and preaching. Oh yes, yes. Without me, there will be somebody here to preach. And Jesus said, "If you keep quiet, you'll be shocked that the stones will speak." <laughs> it means that nobody here has anything great to contribute to the church. 
and to the father's business it is because of you you are the one your life is changed you become wiser you become stronger and you are able to resist the devil can you imagine that you are standing here you are preaching or you are counseling people or you got new converts will you easily fornicate so the work the father's business when you talk about the love of christ the love the first thing you must love is that you must love doing something for god god bless these guys who are behind the video cameras god bless the guy behind the keyboard it is it, see the father's business is for you to have an opportunity to be in the church in the church because if you are not in the church <laughs> you can die one day we were having a I don't think I've I told you this, this story I was in a church in the, first, the church I was pastoring before I came here and it was a Monday evening we were praying and fasting and we, we would go to church in the evening to pray so I was in church around 5.36 and my son Jojo he was a little boy he, was, he came with, with me to church so there were a few people in the church, about six people who were praying. I mean, the prayer meeting had just started. So people were now trickling in. So we're praying. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray that you give us a soul. So I told Jojo to sit down, to sit somewhere. So he sat there. His mother had traveled and had bought her this camboose with lights under. Have you seen some before? Lights. So we're praying. Father, we pray for the kingdom. We pray for the church. We pray that the church will grow. Give us the souls. In the name of Jesus, we enter the kingdom of the devil and we take out all the people you want to be saved. In the name of Jesus, we pray for your power. We are praying. Then I heard suddenly tires screeching on the road. Because the church was just by the road. We're in the upper room. By the road. So I turned. When I turned, who should I see? The boy wearing the camboo with lights. We were upstairs. So he had left upstairs, descended, and was crossing the road. The only thing I saw was a car had screeched to a halt. And a little boy running across the road with lights under his feet. I said, is this a, is, is this a demon or an angel? Lights under the feet. Sana, he was my son. Why? Because as we were praying, he, was, he, was, he must have been about three or four. Do you understand the prayer meeting? There was nothing there. Yeah, but if he was the one playing the drums... Or if he was the one arranging the chairs, there would have been a reason for him to be upstairs where we were praying. But because he had nothing to do, he was able to leave the service and go out to be, to be, to be almost killed by a car. That is why you sing in the church. That is why you dance in the church. That is why you play drums. So that you will not be available. Available. Yes. can't be a singer 
our main singer like Gabby. You can't be here singing and you are freely fornicating. But some of you, even at your age, as you sit here, some of you have got boyfriends. Or oh, 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 you think I'm, I'm lying? If, we, if, if I announce that all of you bring your phones, submit your phones. Some of you will not bring, some of you will, will swallow your phone. You will swallow it and die. You prefer to swallow and die than to give up your phone. Yes. I'm telling you, just because you, I mean, you are not committed to God. You're not committed to God. There's something you are doing for God. You're not helping. You've got friends who can come to church, who can be brought to church, but you won't get involved. I mean, there is nothing you are doing. How many of you sitting here are doing nothing in the church? Like, um, what's your name again? Joshua. I like, stand up. All of you like Joshua, stand up. You are in the church. You are not doing anything. You are not singing, dancing, playing the keyboard, playing the instrument. Stand up quickly. Let me see you. Quickly. I'm waiting for you. But I'm just saying that, like Joshua, you are, not, you are now looking for something to do. You are now looking for something to do in church. Stand up and let's see you. Are you doing something in church? What do you do? You are a worshiper. Where? Where? All right. Mountains. Okay. What do you do? What do you do? You're not doing anything. But why wouldn't you stand up? You are shy. Okay, I'm giving you the last one. Anybody here who is not doing anything in church, stand up. Stand to your feet. Let me see you. When you start your Christian life by lying, you won't last in the church. Very soon, something, an evil spirit will take you out. A demon will take you out. A demon will take you out. I'm, I'm saying for the last time, you are here, you are not doing anything in your church. Stand to your feet. Just shame the devil and stand. Okay. Those standing, lift your two hands. Those standing, lift your two hands. Father, I pray that they will not be drawn away, that no evil will take them away from you. May they have something to do in your house. May they have a desire to serve you. May they have a desire to live for you. Grant them a vision, a desire, a heart that is drawn towards your work. May these ones become future evangelists, church builders, prophetesses, prophets, pastors, teachers. I ask that you anoint them with fresh oil. In Jesus' name, amen. Maybe seated. Now, now, listen, listen. The, the devil is moving fast and swiftly in the church. Swiftly. And you must not allow him. He is coming for people who are not occupied. Turn your Bibles to Mark. Okay, Matthew chapter 20. For the kingdom of heaven, verse 1, 
Mark, Matthew 20 verse 1. For the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that is an householder, which went out early in the morning to hire laborers into his vineyard. Verse 2. And when he had agreed with the laborers for a penny, he sent them into his vineyard. He went out about the third hour. Are you there? And what did he see? He saw others standing idle in the marketplace. God does not like idleness. That's why I thank God for instrumentalists. I thank God for those who take pictures. I thank God for those who sing. These guys were standing idle in the marketplace. What happened? Next verse. And he said unto them, Go ye also into the vineyard. Go and work as a laborer in the vineyard. And whatsoever is right, I will give you. And they went their way. That is, you see, this and, and so on. And there were different groups he called. But Jesus told this parable to say that he does not endorse idleness. Idleness is not something he likes. That's why Jesus himself, as a 12-year-old boy said, I must be doing something, I must be busy. You see, about the father's business, listen to me as I end. I'm, I'm, I'm going to continue soon. He said, I must be about the father's business. That also means that I must be busy for the Lord. Normally, when we see you doing something, I mean, you are, you are busy. Most of you will be busy about an errand your, your mother has sent you on. Or busy about your schoolwork. You are, you, you are going to your friend to have um, a discussion. Or you are going to see a teacher for extra classes. Most people are busy about something else. But Jesus said, as a young boy, I also want to be busy with God's work. I got born again 32 years ago. I've been, I've been very busy. I've been to school. I passed my exams. I've been to school. I was in, I was in class. I attended school. But there were, I mean, most of my life has been left also being busy for the Lord. And if you cannot be busy as a 12-year-old boy, you cannot be busy as a 33-year-old man. I said, if you are not busy, if you can't be busy as a 12-year-old boy, you cannot be busy as what? As a 33-year-old man. That is why even, you see, to sit down when you are not doing anything in church and we are asking you to just stand up means, and you are sitting down means that as you are sitting there, you are already filled with the demons of lying. Yes. No, no, seriously. And it's very possible that you will lie about anything. So already, you are on the road to destruction. Even though you were in church this morning. I mean, your inability to just like, uh, is it Joshua? Yes, Joshua. I mean, I didn't even ask. He himself said it. He, he doesn't have anything. He's looking for something to do. Did I kill him? There was nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with saying that you're looking for something to do. Nothing, nothing wrong. And when I said stand up, he stood up. But you are sitting down. You are not doing anything in the church. And to stand up and just say that I am not even, I mean, to, to, to overcome the lie. You are unable to be called. Already, because you are not very involved, Satan has already taken up your life. So you see that you may be in church. You will attend church. You will be in church every Sunday. But soon you will be a homosexual. 
Yeah. You'll be attending church soon. You say you'll be fornicating. You'll be in the church, but you'll be committing abortion. Because there is something called the father's business. And that business is to make you busy. So busy that you don't have time for pornography. You don't have time for a boy. You don't have time for a girl. You don't have time for sin. That is all. It's not that God needs you as an usher. It's like without you, there'll be chaos in the church. So we need you as an usher. 12 years. He, he has a parent, but are you not aware? Mommy, didn't you know that I also have a father? Hey! 12 years. I have a father. And that father I have is busily doing something. And I want to get involved. May you be involved in the business of the father. That's what I mean by the love of Christ. To live Christ, you must have the love. Because if you, if you, if you don't have the love of Christ, something else... I'm, listen very carefully as I end. Next week, we'll continue with the others. If you don't have the love of Christ, something else will present itself to you for you to love it. Even though you are in church. If I stand here today and I tell you that... I mean, look, think about a boy... And, and that's me who used to smoke when I was 13 years old 13 years I was smoking I was a smoker, I was a drinker and a drunkard 13 13 13 <laughs> you can imagine what can't I do 13 years old equals smoking and drinking therefore 44 44 is more if more less divide 44 over 13 I'm smoking and drinking. That is Indian hemp and madness. The father's business. Don't be in a church where you are not giving something to do. Leave that church. Tell mommy that no, I can't be here. I cannot be in a church where I just attend church and go home. No. No, I can't. I, I, that's not what Bishop Ogo is teaching me. I, 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 I can't. I can't just be in a church where I'm just there. I mean, I, I, I dress up on Sunday morning and I go to church. No, 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 no. I'm t- look at my face very carefully. I'm telling you that anybody listening to me who is only into attending of church, you are set for evil and self-destruction. There is nobody living or dead who has escaped the power of evil with just church attendance. I don't know. If you find the person, inform me. And I'll tell you you are a liar. There is nobody alive living so when I stand in front of you and by the grace of God, I don't smoke, I don't drink, I don't do all those things. It's not because I'm tired. Because I am not tired. I've got more energy than all of you combined. <laughs> don't try me. You'll be shocked. It is the work. The father's business. The father's business. It draws us close to the father. That's all. It's not that we want a singer. And I'm sure you know you are not the best singer in the world. You know that one. <laughs> yeah. And without you, we can have a church service. But you sing for the Lord because, so that even through singing, you pray more. You trust God more. You, need, you, will, you have a need for his presence more. Yeah, because without singing, you are free. You are free to do anything. Free to go anywhere. Free to go. I, I mean, imagine yourself. In your church, if you are the one who receives counts, um, new converts, and you yourself, you are into pornography, you can't last. And some of you here, look, this service is not 10 years old. Neither is it 15 years old. 
neither is it even five years old. There are people who used to sit here who today don't go to church. I'm telling you, they are sit, they, they, they sat where you are sitting. Today, they are somewhere. I know a girl. I think she has, she's following a married man or something. Yeah, here. The father's business is God's way of keeping us in the love of Christ. The father's business is his way. It's not, um, now listen to me again. I'm saying it is not that without you as a pastor, the church will collapse. Or without you as a singer, the church will be boring. No. The church doesn't need you. You need the church. And you must, you must resist and fight any, any attempt of the devil to keep you in church without invol- your involvement one way or the other in the work of God. I pray for all of you. And look, when I got born again 32 years ago, five or s- five, five hours, or s- not six, four or five hours after I gave my life to Christ, it was at an all night, I was told to preach at a dawn broadcast. And I preached. I told the guy that I just gave my life to Christ. My wife had witnessed to me and I'd gone for the all night. He said, I don't care. Say something. I said, oh, I'm, I'm a new convert. Say, say something. Don't waste our time. So they all stood back. And I was standing there. A 16-year-old boy. 16, one six. That's when I gave my life to Christ. And I said something. I don't even remember what I said. From that day, I went to church. I joined the follow-up team. 32 years ago. That is the reason why the Lord has kept me to be standing here. It's not that I'm a good pastor or some good Christian or something. I'm, I'm, and I'm telling you that at your age, get involved. Love the Father's business. Commit yourself. Do something for God. You are an usher today. Believe God. But as you grow, you move from being an usher to a counselor or to a follow-up person or to something. So one day, you stand clean as a pastor preaching the word of God. Because some of you here are teachers, evangelists, prophets, apostles. The, 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 the generation that is taking over from us is you sitting here. Yeah. Don't allow the devil in his space. When he comes to you to make you busy with smoking, to make you busy to bring a boy, to make you busy. I mean, a boy has made you so busy that when you are even studying RME, it's the boy's face you see in the book. But when you are already busy for God, there is no space in your life for foolishness. May the Lord deliver you. May he be merciful to you. May he be gracious to you. And may he use you. Stand to your feet. God will continue next week. Thank you for listening to the word of God with us. God bless you richly. And remember, it's a Jesus revolution.